Befriend Your Body podcast, Flipping the Coin, How to Get Out of Stress Physiology. Hi, Gio. Hi, Wanda. How are you today? I'm great, and you? Thank you. Good. I didn't get a chance to ask you our last podcast. How was the sailing? It was fantastic. It was beautiful and everything you would expect from the Caribbean. Blue water, sunny days, nothing to complain. Was your felt sense one of goodness and fun well, or yeah. what was your felt sense there there were a few I was there was the scary moments oh. with very strong winds in the middle oh. of the open Ooh. ocean okay uh, but mostly grateful to be there and to experience okay. those those uh, yeah interesting things that I saw and explored it was fun wonderful well I'm sure happy to have you back and so is Mia the cat thank you yes she is Mia, Mia says hi to the listeners so we're going to talk today, picking up where we left off on the last podcast, we talked about how the nervous system, the autonomic nervous system, is sort of like a coin. There's two sides, and you're in one or the other. And so um, today we're going to talk a little bit about what to do to get out of the threat or stress physiology. As we talked about, you can either mm-hmm. be in the safety or peace coin or the side of sort of uh, autonomic driven uh, threat stress mode and it's not a conscious choice so there are a lot of ways to get out of stress physiology if you're not in actual danger Mm -hmm. like if you're in actual danger you need to be in stress physiology in threat mode in order for your adrenaline and your nervous system to work together to get you out of threat so that's great um Actually, there's a great book, um, maybe I mentioned it before, but by Gavin D. Becker, and it's probably 15 years old, but it's called The Gift of Fear, Mm -hmm. and it is a phenomenal book that describes our body and what fear is for and what, you know, how we use fear without meaning to in our current uh, culture to stay stressed out and anxious uh, on a regular basis, and that's not the intention or the gift of fear for our bodies. But I digress. So let's get back to uh, what are some tools or things that you can actually do when you're not in danger to actually flip the coin to get to the other side where we get back to the sense of the goodness of our lives, the the felt sense of safety and uh, pleasure and um, peace. So I'm going to just... You know, as always, the the podcasts aren't super long because I don't find most people have very long attention spans, uh, thanks to Snapchat, Instagram, uh, and etc. So I like to share little short uh, tidbits and tools. So today we'll just go over four tools that help flip the coin, and just for uh, the fun of it and the ease of keeping them in your head, which ones they are, uh, they will all start with an S. Good, I like it. S is a good letter. All right. And some of these I might have mentioned, you know, here or there in other podcasts. So, But this is a podcast that's specifically focused on what can you do to get your body out of the threat mode so that we talked about. So whenever you feel that you're stressed, stressed or anxious for a reason that you should not be or that you could actually um, change that, those are the tools that you would use when you feel that, okay, I'm stressed because of something that is not that important or is not that dangerous, that's how you you, you would do those are the yeah yeah that's a, that's a great uh, great uh, dis- kind of delineation right like again if we're actually if something really is problematic then we need to absolutely address that mm-hmm. problematic thing even if it's not like life threat but like say we have a deadline for work mm-hmm. and we have to have this big thing done by tomorrow morning or we lose our jobs like right like I mean you can calm yourself down which is good but you actually have to 
push through to get that mm-hmm. done. So yes, that's a great uh, question to ask. But I'm talking about when our nervous systems have gotten us all wired up. We've all been there where we're obsessing, worrying, you know, worst case scenario mm-hmm. uh, about something that's not actually. Mm-hmm. you know, that problematic or that's not happening in this moment, right? And so we get all stressed out. So again, stress is a little different than threat physiology. We talked about that last mm-hmm. podcast. The threat is when we're high in sympathetic dominance and we're in the fight or flight. So this is when we're there. So the first S, and I work on this all the time myself, is slow down. So it's two words, but it starts with an S. <laughs> slow down. When you find yourself walking too fast, talking too fast, eating too fast, racing from situation to situation, um, you know, not breathing, you know, it's like the, the hamster wheel. Like the momentum itself is so intense that it feels like you can't stop. Like if you can catch yourself in that place, actually stop and do nothing for a minute if you can. Just really like literally stop. Like stop and breathe and stop and let yourself feel the goodness of your life and that, okay, this is not the end of the world. This is just something that I have to address. Just stopping for a minute can actually allow your heart rate to drop because you're not continuing to race, race, race and to go, go, go. It's kind of like you take the foot off your gas pedal mm-hmm. temporarily. Then after you've stopped for a moment and things settle a little bit, begin whatever you were doing, but begin it slowly. You know, slow it down, move half the speed you were, um, you know, just sort of giving your body an opportunity to sort of enjoy. I think of it as sauntering versus like, you know, racing around like a crazy person. So, oh, in fact, uh, let your life's pace be that of a saunter, not a sprint. Unless, Mm -hmm. again, you're being chased Mm -hmm. by somebody or something. Yeah, no, but, but most cases we're just doing it because... We're on that mode. I notice that a lot. I'm not really a high energy person, but I do notice sometimes I'm in the supermarket and I'm running and sometimes crossing in front of people and I'm like, why am I doing that? I'm not in a hurry. I don't have anybody waiting for me. Nobody's sick. I'm just doing some shopping and going home. And I do realize that in another example that you did give is um, eating too fast. I notice a lot that I'm eating like in less than five minutes after I sit down. I it takes me maybe two hours to cook something and Aww. two and a half minutes to finish eating. And I'm like, why did I eat so fast? Yeah, I'm not enjoying the moment, and I just wait and breathe a little bit. That helps for sure. Great, and, and yeah, and when we do that, it, it makes a huge difference in our nervous system physiology, but also to our tense braced muscles. Because when we're racing around, our muscles are braced, mm-hmm. right? To, to mm-hmm. facilitate quick, fast, jerky movements, right? And so uh, that actually allows our body systems to calm down and our muscles to let go, which helps often people who have pain syndromes. You know, a lot of times we're in pain because we're micro or macro bracing all the time. And so Yes, slowing down, stopping, and and moving through life at a saunter allows for um, the tense brace muscles to relax. So that's number one. Good. Then also, uh, silence is another great tool, right? Another S. Um, So here's a thing that women tend to do a little more than men, but I have met some men who do it as well, and they talk, 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 when they feel anxious. It's like almost the volume of words is intended to get the anxiety out, 
unfortunately, all it really does is it's like gasoline to the fire. The more they talk about the stress and anxiety, the more usually worse they feel. But if you find yourself talking a blue streak to mask or release your anxiety, stop talking and practice silence. Like I said earlier, women tend to use the flow of words to reduce anxiety more often than males. But whatever sex you are, if you catch yourself talking nonstop, you can ask yourself the acronym WAIT, W-A-I-T. Do you know what that stands for, Gio? I think I do. Tell me what it stands for. Uh, so WAIT. What? Why am I talking? Something like, okay, that's right. That's okay. right. Why am that's I right. talking? Why am I talking? I actually, uh, I'm a therapist, as you probably know, and so I sometimes do that when I'm working with clients. Like, I'm there to support them, but occasionally, especially if there's a lot of anxiety in the room, I may, you know, explain something too much. or So, you know, I sort of wait. Why am I talking? Is what I'm saying they're really that important? And so, so not necessarily they're talking about their anxiety when they're talking too much. It could be talking about other things just to... Okay, yes. So not necessarily talking about their feelings or why they're anxious mm-hmm. or... It could be any any subject. Yeah, and it, it, you're right. Exactly. It could be. Sometimes people absolutely do talk a lot about what they're what they're um, concerned about. But some people have that that has been a uh, a way of sort of uh, letting off that excess energy mm-hmm. inside, right? Because talking, you know, is is an energetic you know activity. I will not name names so that no one knows who this is, but I have a dear friend who has a mother-in-law who has that struggle. And mm-hmm. so when she comes to visit, my friend feels subjected to just a barrage of words hour after hour after hour. And this poor woman, you know, doesn't stop, doesn't ask, you know, for my friend's opinion. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, she just can't seem to stop talking. And, and, um, and so, you know, it, my, my friend knows that she has some anxiety. And, and uh, so anyway, so that's just an example of, you know, and by the way, that's, silence isn't just good for that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just suggesting with that. But silence is often a good way to reset, to slow back down, to actually be able to listen rather than, you know, kind of racing in our minds. Like when I become silent and I really stop and slow down and I'm really curious about what I hear, and that might be internally, like what is my belly saying? What is my heart saying? It might be externally. I hear you know, a bird just mm-hmm. go by, or the wind going through the trees. Thank you, bird. Uh, or the cat banging the <laughs> cupboard doors because she wants food. But it allows me to connect with my environment and, and relax and really sort of feel my life as opposed to feel the stress and the pressure of racing, racing through my life. Uh, one of my friends actually calls this uh, over-talking or the talking a blue streak fire hosing, which I think mm-hmm. is a great description. Uh, most people find silence calming, and it allows our nervous system to settle back down. Just as a note, extroverts will have a much harder time with this tool than introverts. Mm-hmm. To introverts, silence is kind of a, often a joy and a pleasure, and to extroverts, it can feel excruciating. So some of this depends on your temperament and your personality. I'm not saying be silent You know, if you're an extrovert you know, five it days a week. Mean, yeah, it doesn't mean like... Besides, it's just a few minutes or moments when you feel anxiety is in a high level, right? Perfect. Yes, that's a a great uh, short description of what I'm trying to say. Yes, very good. Like, yeah, just it's a way to kind of calm things down. Okay, and then this one I know we did a podcast about because I remember it, but we'll say it again, and it's another S, shift focus. Again, two words, but starts with an S. (laughs) 
So what we focus upon determines to a great extent how I feel. Right? If I'm having a difficult day or if I have an obsessive thought that keeps coming into my head that's negative, every time I think about that or notice that or connect with that, my felt sense, remember the podcast two times ago, my felt sense is going to be that of dread, fear, pressure, anxiety, something unpleasant and miserable. Whereas if I focus on something pleasant like watching the beautiful Mia the cat, uh, watching the birds out there, and no, oh, she turned at the side, at the had her name. Heard her name, yeah. Yes, uh, and watching her tail flick and just really like enjoying the natural sort of the ocean and her enjoying watching nature, uh, then my felt sense becomes one of ease and comfort. So what I focus upon determines how I feel. Um, and if you're having trouble believing that, just think back to the last time you were really worried, just for a moment, and then even or whatever that worry is, think about it just for a moment. And then notice how bad your body feels even right now. So uh, obviously some situations do feel bad. Some situations are scary. Sometimes we're fighting with our partners. Sometimes we're, you know, job loss or moving or you know, things that are divorced. There's things that are unpleasant in life. Uh, nasty coworkers or miserable bosses. I've had a few of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but because our brains are, the research has shown that our brains are biased and, and more sort of focused on negative information for survival purposes, of course, we can get stuck in the negative and fearful aspects of a situation. Because in every situation, there is some positive element. I mean, I can't think of one that there wouldn't be. Um, even just, even if it's miserable or I'm in a car accident, but I'm still alive, right? Like there's a positive part of every situation. So when you get stuck in threat mode or stress physiology, deliberately look for positive aspects of either that situation you're in or just your life in general, right? For example, the ability that most of us have to walk, to talk, to take hot showers and eat three meals a day, like half the world doesn't do that, right? So there are a myriad of wonderful factors in our everyday lives if we just look for them and allow ourselves to feel them, the felt sense of them, and the gratitude for them. People who have a consistent practice of gratitude are happier and healthier than the general population for this very reason. And then last, hi Mia the cat. We have a lot of cat attention today. I wish you could see her. She's very cute. Uh, Self-awareness is the last one. Mm -hmm. Especially of your body sensations. This is a little connected to the felt sense again. But self-awareness is a simple but effective tool to help get your body out of stress physiology or to shift it to safety more quickly. My clients who are able to stay present to their lives and become aware of their body sensations, as soon as the sensations arise, get out of that, you know, the stress physiology much quicker. As I have mentioned in previous times, the body speaks in sensation, not words. So when you become aware of that heavy feeling of dread in your belly or that tightness in your chest or the jangling, you know, anxious sort of jittery energy that goes up and down your core. If you notice that as soon as it occurs, you have a much better chance of quickly shifting out of those sensations. If you don't notice them until the sensations of fear and anxiety have been roaming your body for hours um, and have perhaps hunkered down inside like soldiers in a foxhole, you could be stuck in that threat physiology for a very long time. The longer a sensation stays in our body underneath our awareness, the stronger it gets. So if you are able to focus on the positive aspects of the situation or focus on positive hopes for future outcomes, you will have more peace inside your body. Use these and many other tools. Doing so, millions of people have learned how to move 
from threat physiology back into the sense of grounded safety, our autonomic nervous system at rest and safety peace. Rest and digest is actually the term used of this state. Also another term is calm and connect. Uh, and, and that those terms are to denote that the major systems of our body are at rest when we're in this place and we're able to digest our food. This, of course, is the opposite of the fight-or-flight system, another term for stress physiology. This place stops digestion and puts stress on most of the major systems of the body and impacts metabolism, respiration, blood flow, heart rate variability, heart rate, stress hormones, blood pressure, uh, muscle skeletal system bracing, etc., etc. So, there's the four. Do you remember them? I do, actually. So, first, we're going to slow down. Great. Then we're going to silence, keep silence. Here or there, right? Yeah. Shift focus. Okay. And the last one is the self-awareness, if I'm not mistaken. That's yeah. right. Good job, Gio. Giovanna. Very good teacher, actually. Oh, good. I'm glad. I hope they're helpful. So this week, I'm just going to invite all my listeners and myself and Giovanna to uh, pick one or two of the tools and just practice one of them, but consistently. Anytime you feel stressed, pick one and try it. Notice what happens and pay attention uh, to the shifts that, that happen in your system when you're able to calm yourself down. Please feel free to send a contact link and let us know how it works out. So for those who like to dialogue with the material inside of their head or with friends, here's the going deeper questions. Do you ever practice gratitude? And by practice, I mean consistently, you know, journal about it, you know, pick, pick some things each day. Like it's a practice of it rather than periodically, I feel grateful. If you do, great. If you don't, is there a reason why not? Or is there anything blocking you from practicing this? Uh, it has so many health benefits. It's just been research shown over and over and over. Then also out of these four tools, are there one or more that sound impossible or really too hard for you? And if that's the case, what do you think is the block for that? For a lot of people, myself included, when I first started trying to work on this, self-awareness can be a bit of a challenge because we often are in our heads kind of living the past or the future rather than the present. But So I invite you, if that is the case, try to see what you can do to increase your self-awareness just a little bit at a time. So that's it for today. Thank you so much, Gio and Mia. Thank you, Wanda. It was wonderful again. Okay, have a great day. And listeners, as always, if you have a topic, uh, contact me on the website, wandabrothers.com, and we will do a podcast just for you. Take good care.